Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast. ACC win totals, our first episode of this college football season, the upcoming 2023-2024 campaign. Justin Santip, Colin O'Donnell, and uh, Colin, we're turning the calendar to August. We're recording this on August 1st, and um, August means training camps are starting this week, and it's 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 go time. It's go time for college football. Yep, we are, uh, we're back. Uh, we were back before, but uh, we're back again. Take two. They don't need to know about that. We leave that on the cutting room floor, all right? You're violating the third wall. Fourth, fourth wall? Third wall. Fourth wall. One of the walls. The wall that you're not supposed to violate, you're violating it now. All right. Nope. We're back. Football. Fall camp has started for some teams. Uh, the itch to to watch some football is already hit well hit and uh we're gonna talk some acc talk some good teams we are and the acc is a fascinating league um two teams really up at the top and then a big jumble um in the middle uh i think it's gonna be really fascinating to see how it plays out because i don't think anybody really has has any idea um this is our first win totals podcast we like coaches in the off season we we went back we sat in the ice bath, you know, we, we looked, we looked at some film and we're going to do things a little bit differently um, to kind of mirror the way we, we started to attach the actual week by week picks last year. Um, so for the listeners, Colin and I are each coming in with three win totals in the ACC. Um, we'll do it for all the conferences and uh, we'll try to kind of talk through why these are our picks. Um, we'll see if we have any consensus plays off the bat. Um, I'm not sure we will but we'll find out and then uh we'll, we'll briefly go through what we what other bets we might have in the conference any any futures to win the conference um and then you know briefly touch on any of the teams that we might have missed while we were going through our win totals um all clear ready to go anything yeah, you want to say before we start rocking now let's do it you want to you want to lead the charge here i do want to lead the charge especially because i am the defending champion uh, oh, okay so i think it is it, the the t-box is mine as as one would say um okay I'm going to start with Clemson. Uh, we're using FanDuel for all win totals um, just because it's easier right now. But during the season, whatever line we can get um, game to game is, is going to be what we can what we use. Um, Clemson, the win total is nine and a half, severely juiced to the over. And I'm going to eat all the juice and go over nine and a half for Clemson. So Kate Klubnick is going to start a quarterback. We know this. Um, DJ Uyungale has transferred to Oregon State. Uh, everybody thinks it's an upgrade at quarterback. I tend to agree. Um, new system, new offensive coordinator. That's uh, obviously a good thing. Um, okay, Klubnik was get, catching a lot of hype last season. He started a couple games towards the end of the year. Um, I don't feel like there's the same hype this offseason, uh, but that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me because I think he's going to be really good. Um, offensive line. They returned four starters on the offensive line. That's important. They've got probably the best run game in the ACC. Will Shipley and 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 Mafa. like this is an outstanding run game. Um, and Antonio Williams, who led the team in receiving last year as a freshman, is back, and I think he's due for a, a huge year. I think he's going to have a breakout year. He's going to be the next in line of that long um, Clemson. Uh, they haven't had one in a while, but Clemson has had really good receivers in the past, right? I mean Higgins. E. Higgins. Yeah, I think I think. Amari Rogers. Yep. Antonio Williams is going to be the next in the long line. Um, and defensively, right? This is the thing where Clemson is, this is where Clemson is um, held their hat the last few years. Uh, they lose a couple key guys on the defensive line. Miles Murphy and Brian Brissy were both first round picks. Um, but like Clemson has dudes like Tyler Davis is back at nose tackle. He's had a great career. Um, Xavier Thomas missed most of last season due to injury. So I'm a little worried that he's going to be slow off the bat, but like he's had an ex excellent career. And there was a time where I think he was considered maybe the best edge guy um, of the bunch when they had all those great defensive linemen. And then like, if you look at the schedule, this is the real reason why I love the over nine and a half for Clemson. You look at the schedule. Um, Florida state is at home. Notre Dame is at home. Those are the two toughest teams on the schedule. They are both at home. Um even during their down years, like Dabo has still won at least nine games. Um, he's won nine games every year since 2011. Like, I just, and like, even though, even over the last few years, like people have been talking about this Clemson fall off. Like they've still been like the best team in the ACC during this, 
this like decline from national title contender. Uh, I think they're going to come back to being a, a national title contender this year. And that's something we'll talk about at a, at a later pod, but like I'm in on Clemson and they've got three road tests at Miami at NC state at South Carolina. Those are the three like tricky road games I would say, but like, I don't know. They'd have to lose three of those big five games, Florida state at home, Notre Dame at home. And those three kind of tight road games for them not to win 10 games. I just, I just don't see that really happening. So uh, paying a little bit of juice minus 188. It's a lot of juice actually, but I like Clemson over nine and a half. I, I just don't see any way that this isn't a double digit win team. Um, yeah, so I, I, I agree. I wouldn't bet it. Like I, I'm not nine and a half. I don't really want to lock my, if I lock my money up on something like this, but if I had to pick a side here, it would definitely be um, the over. I mean, you look at the schedule at Duke, they, they should have more fans there. That's a win. I think Charleston Southern's easy win. Florida Atlantic, a little tricky, but that should be a win. Florida State at home, I'm not high on Florida State. Possible foreshadowing mm. for later. At Syracuse, Syracuse giving trouble, but like that's a game you should win. Lake Forest at home, another game you should win. At Miami. At Off of bye, State, though. Yeah. Notre Dame at home. I mean, like, it's hard. It's 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 not that hard to find two. But I, I think a lot has to go wrong for there to be three. Like three losses, you'd have to say either you lose both Florida State and Notre Dame at home and then one of at NC State. I mean, maybe at Miami if you're high on them or at South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, maybe North Carolina could get them at home. Seems unlikely in my opinion. It, it, it's It's hard to see where – where the where the third loss is, I, I think the win total is set correctly. Uh, I mean, Cade, like, for all the hype, which, I, I mean, he should have started last year, and now you have Garrett Riley, and so I, I, I think the offense will be significantly better. I, I do wonder a little bit about the defense, right? They return eight. They've got good guys in the secondary, good linebackers, and they've just recruited an insane level on the D line, but there was some defensive regression last year with in the first year without venerables. And uh it's second year for uh Mikey Khan. So maybe it was just the first year, but he was I mean he was an internal hire, right? So he's from uh from he was familiar with the venerable system. Like when Notre Dame played them, Notre Dame ran on them which is something Notre Dame couldn't do in the past. Even when they beat uh, Clemson in 2020 at home, the running game was they they had a couple like big ones and they were able to pound it in like close, but that Clemson team was getting injured and the, the running, it just wasn't efficient. Like it, it seemed a lot easier last year and the passing offense was way worse last year for Notre Dame than it was in 2020. So I, I do think there there's there's a little bit of a scare that this defense is just not at the level that it used to be for Clemson. But I mean Garrett Riley, Dabo, it's hard to bet against that to not win to lose three games. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I, I think that's a fair fair take. I mean, the defense though, like it got better as the season went on last year. At least it felt like to me. Um <laughs> No, you disagree. I I mean I don't really like, they, think like so. North Carolina like, I think had it's a just, su- it just like who they played. Like they give up forty five to Wake. I mean they gave up ten to North Carolina. Yeah, like, but like North Carolina. Notre, Notre Dame scored thirty five on them. Like yeah, but that was a bit of a. I mean that was a huge game for Notre Dame. Yeah, scored South Carolina scored thirty one on them, and like a lot Tennessee. of those points came in the second half. Tennessee put 31 on them with Milton. Yeah, but who was playing for Clemson in that game too? Like it's a bowl. I I threw out the bowl games. I don't think the bowl games. Yeah, no, I mean I I agree, but I I just think it's like they were still able to shut down the bad teams, but I think the better teams were able to put some points up on them. Well, Clemson over is my first play. Um Colin. 
Where are you going next? Um, let's just start off with this one, I guess. Right. Uh, we just talked about it. This probably the one I feel the least good about of my three, but I still feel pretty good about it. I'm gonna take Florida State under nine and a half wins. And we're getting that at plus one ten. So you you're getting plus juice. There might there may be an under ten out there somewhere. Um, like you look at this team. I love Jordan Travis. I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Really good. Back for another year. Can continue to improve. The running back room is pretty solid. Right, you've got um, Trey Benson from Oregon transfer last year. Had a really good year. Ward transfers out to uh Kansas State which I, I I think is a little bit of a loss but they they still should have a really good running game receivers this is one of this is where they're really good at like this is one of the best receiving crews in the ACC Keon Coleman coming in from Michigan State Johnny Wilson like they 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 should have really good receivers offensive line they have a ton um ton back and bringing in a lot of transfers. But I, I still think offensive line, like transfers, Florida State under Norvell has killed it in the transfer portal, but transferring at offensive line, it, that's a position you want to develop, not really bring in a ton of transfers. And I, I think like the, this offensive line is no longer a complete detriment to the team like it was in the early Norvell era, but I don't think it's it's not dominant. Like the only offensive line in the ACC, I think that you can say like is dominant or has been dominant. Dominant is Pittsburgh. Like none, none, none of these other teams. Maybe Virginia Tech a couple of years. Like they don't, they don't have the guys that can really like shove you around there. I I do think their defensive line is going to be one of the best in the country. Jared Verse back, bringing in another transfer, Braden Fisk from Western Michigan. Like this is going to be, I think this is actually the top defensive line in the ACC and gets a better than Clemson's for the first time in a long time. And I, I trust their evals, their linebackers, decent. Um, and defensive back, like they're, they're, they're pretty good. Like they bring in Fentrell Cypress from Virginia, a really good transfer was really good for them last year but I I don't know there's just the, the defense despite having this dominant defensive line they have let you a little bit there's been there's been some things to be desired from this defense and what I really think is like even with all this returning and all this hype this team last year like it wasn't that good they barely beat LSU in Brian Kelly's first game Right, uh, they blocked an extra point to win that game. They lose by ten to Wake Forest. They lose at NC State with Leary out. They come back to lose to Clemson by six, but that wasn't really like that game wasn't that close. It, it was a lot of late scoring. Beat Georgia Tech. Beat Miami. Terrible. Beat Syracuse. Was terrible. Beat Louisiana, and then beat a pretty bad Florida team by seven and then beat a bad Oklahoma team by five in the bowl game. Like who did they really beat last year? Louisville, Boston college. Like it it just doesn't, it seems like a lot of this hype is based off of the fact that they won a lot of games, but who did they beat? And I think the schedule this year, it's a lot tougher. I think they, they're in, I've got them power rated like, higher than I had last year. I think they're a better team. But you open up with LSU, you're two of Kelly. Yeah, it's more of a friendly environment, but that's going to be really... Like, is it though? Like, I think the LSU fans are going to travel. And Oh, no, they will. They will travel. But, it, I mean, last year was in Louisiana, and now it's in Florida. So it's a more of a friendly... I, I, I think that's... I, I don't think they're going to win that game. You got Southern Miss next. That's a win. Go at Boston College. Uh, that's a win, but that's not easy, especially after with the look ahead at Clemson. 
on 23rd. You start two and two in this year. A lot of people are talking about this team as a college football playoff team. <laughs> they could fall apart. Yeah. They could, they like, if you go in with that high expectations and that high hopes, things could spiral real quick. If you're heading into your bye two and two, then you've got like a pretty easy three and three to write the stretch, uh, to write the ship. Then you go at Wake Forest, a team that Norvell has really struggled with, and at Pittsburgh, uh, yep. not like that's not a team you want to go on the road in back to back aways. That's really tough. Miami at home, I think Miami is going to be a little bit better this year. Like I'm not that high on them, but I think they'll be better. And I think what Florida State did to them last year in a rivalry game, that's like that is a losable game. You, you get North Carolina, North Alabama at home, easy win. And then you have to go at Florida. Like, I don't think Florida's going to be great, but that's not an easy win. So if you look, you look at the schedule, I, I see like, I, I, I see one for sure loss. And then I see one, two, three, four, five toss ups and, and like, a lot of other games that I'm not sold on. It just seems seems like you're getting paid out pretty well to go under here. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I'm not along for the ride, but, like, I agree um, in theory. But to me, like, it just comes down, like, to that first game of the year. Like, like if they beat LSU, I think they go over. Like, I think, yeah. I think they go over if they beat LSU. If they lose to LSU, I think they go under. So, like – like I think that game is so important for their win total, and I'm I mean, I'm gonna be on LSU in that game. I know you are too, and like I actually think, <laughs> like I know I know you're calling it a friendlier environment, which it is. Like it's in Florida, but like, do you think they're gonna be more than fifty percent LSU fans? Like I think there are. Like I think they're gonna be more LSU fans than Florida State fans. There is that a crazy take? Uh yeah yeah all the Florida it State is- hype. I think I think there'll yeah. be more Florida State fans, but I think it will be close. Because the okay. LSU is also getting a lot of hype. Um, I, I yeah. agree. I think Clemson's a loss. And like the wake, that wake, for as easy as the Virginia Tech Syracuse Duke stretches at home, to have to go back to back at wake and at pit, like two extremely different styles back to back. Like oh, it's, it's hard brutal. to, it's, it's hard to fathom them winning both of those games. And then you come home to Miami. Yeah. Like I, I, I can, I could see them like, like, yeah, I agree that you could just bet on LSU in the first game if you, you're under here, but I could see a scenario where they beat LSU and they still don't get out. Losses to to Clemson and you like lose Clemson, Pitt Miami, or Florida. Like that's not an easy. You game. lose, yeah. you lose Pitt and you lose Florida. That's that seems pretty reasonable to me. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're not all in on the hype, and and I'm not. Like I don't, you know, like I just the, the Florida State. Like what has and you you called it out like going through what they did last year like Norvell stacked a lot of wins, but like they 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 stacked wins they're the getting substance? better like Travis is re- really good in my opinion and they they do really well in but the Travis the, the other thing about Travis though is like has he had a fully healthy season yet? Mm-hmm. Like he, he he's generally because he's so mobile and so dynamic he's been banged up at times too like he could get hurt like that's yeah. definitely on the table yeah no, that's definitely true all right florida state under nine and a half for you clemson over nine and a half for me uh my next play um i'm gonna go from the top of the conference to the bottom of the conference and i'm gonna take georgia tech under four and a half now this is a weird one i think because i actually kind of like georgia tech this year and, like, I really like them week one against Louisville. And, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because there will be time to talk about games. But, like, the more I started looking at this team and their schedule and what happened last year, like, the more I'm a little more lukewarm on the four and a half. Um, Brent Key took over for Jeff Collins, who was terrible. Um, he went four and four after taking over. But I wonder if, like, there was some win – luck right they went four and one in close games um in the one score games i'm not sure how sustainable that is they upset Pitt and unc but like 
Pitt always has like a weird fluke and like UNC was up 17, nothing and just had this crazy fall apart, um, which ended up happening. Like that was like the start of their complete collapse for the rest of the season uh, on offense. Like, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. It sounds like Zach Pyron's going to be the guy, but like, does that inspire any confidence from anybody? Like Jeff Sims was, I thought a good player and like, he's going to start at Nebraska. Like Matt rule recruited him to start at Nebraska. And like, I don't know if Zach Pyron is an upgrade. I don't think he is. And if Haynes King isn't going to win the job there, like Haynes King was never all that good at Texas A&M. Like he had a couple big, big time, like hey, the quarterback position. Blah. I'm not in love with it. Um, I think they'll be able to run the ball. Right. I think Brent Key was a former offensive line coach. Yeah. So like that's similar to Sam Pittman in Arkansas. Like I think they're going to try to run the football. Um, and I like that. Um, but I don't know if they're going to be very explosive offensively. Um, there's some turnover on the defense, but I think they'll be fine defensively. Um, I would say me taking this under is mostly looking at the schedule and being a little bit more um, cautious about them performing above expectations in one-score games. They went 4-1 and one in one-score games last year, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do that this year. And like, If you look at the schedule, like it's hard. Like They play uh, South Carolina State and Bowling Green in the non-con, like, South Carolina State's a win. Bowling Green is probably a win, but like Bowling Green went bowling last year. And like these Mac schools, you know, they are always a threat to the lower level um, power conference schools. Uh, maybe that's just me as a Rutgers fan being scarred from my past, but like they do feel like a threat. Um, <laughs> and then their, their other two non-conference games are at Ole Miss and Georgia. Like those are losses. Like that's tough for a, for a low level power conference team to be staring at two non-conference losses. And so then they have to win three games in ACC play. And like, if you look at their schedule, like, I don't know if they're going to be favored in three ACC games. Like I'm looking at Louisville as a game that they might be able to win opening night, but that's on a neutral field. They're eight and a half point dogs. Like, will I be on Georgia tech? Yes. Like, is that slip already like in? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. But like, like they're still, you know, touchdown Over dogs. touchdown dogs. Right. And then at Miami, like they're going to be dogs there. Home against Boston College, they'll, they'll probably be favored. But home against North Carolina, I mean, they beat North Carolina last year, but, like, they're not going to be favored in that game. Do I trust them to go on the road and win at Virginia? Um, not really. Like, they could, but am I, do I trust it? Like, not really. At Clemson, like, that's a loss. So, like, you've got this, – this, this, there are three surefire losses here and then a bunch of tough road games, like, at Wake, at Miami, at Virginia. Like, I, those are teams that I think they could beat if they were at home, but I'm not sure they're going to – they're going to win those games on the road. And then Louisville, like, we, I mean, like I would love to see Georgia Tech win that game. They will be all up. I will be all up on their, on their money line in the grease lay. But like Louisville fans are going to travel for that game. Like that's not going to be, that's not going to be easy on a neutral site. So I think it's going to be an uphill battle for Georgia Tech to win five games in Brent Key's first full season. I don't, I don't disagree with the, with the handicap. I, I'm high on Georgia Tech. I think like, I think Brent Key's a massive upgrade. Like he won four games last year after Jeff Collins was fired and they got way better. They had a 22 point upset and a 21 point upset. Like I, in my opinion, that's signs of good coaching. Uh, but the schedule is tough. I don't like Pyron and Haynes King. I'm out on Haynes King. I I'm rooting for Pyron to win that job because uh at least I've heard like rumors that he could be decent. I, I agree. I think the offensive line is going to be pretty good. They lose Nate McCollum, their best wide receiver, to UNC. Like that's tough. I, I I think they should be able to pound the ball. I think their defense will be solid. But yeah, I I agree. I I think the schedule's tough. So even for a team that I really would like to see myself on the over. It's just a stay away for me because I like I, I I like Key and I like this team too much to be on the under, but I, I this like you you mentioned it Louisville, yeah I'm I'm on I'm on the them in that game but to win that's still tough at Mississippi at Wake Forest tough at Miami Miami off a of bye tough Boston College at home that should be a win North Carolina at home could be a win. Beat him two years in a row, but that's a good team. At Virginia, I, I like they lost to Virginia last year at home. 
you can't count that as a win at Clemson. That's a loss. Syracuse at home. I think that's another transfer win. Georgia at home. I don't think that's a win, but <laughs> so it, it's hard. It's it's a hard schedule to, to get to five. How many games is Georgia Tech favored in? I count three, maybe four. I think four. Okay. I think they're favored over Syracuse. Art, do you think so? Okay. So that's I, that's the fourth. Okay. Okay. I don't know. That's tough. It's a tough spot in between no, it's, Clemson it's and Georgia. Like, like, they're going to get themselves up for that game. And then if they haven't already won, you know, five games by that point, then what are they even playing for against Syracuse? You know, I don't know. Just when you want four, you get the fifth there. You could get six against Georgia at home. Yeah. Okay. Sure. They played Georgia tough last year. Did they? Yeah. What was the score? It was like it was, a, it was like a tie game at half. Was it really? I don't even remember that. 37-14 final. Georgia Tech led after the first quarter. 10-7 at half, yeah. 10-7 Georgia at half. Interesting. Yeah, I remember watching that game. All right, well, I'm on Clemson over 9.5 and, and Georgia Tech under 4.5. Colin, so far you've got Florida State under 9.5. Where are you going next? Uh, next one, I will go up north. Opposite side of the uh, ACC, and I'll go to Jeff Hathley and the BC Golden Eagles. I am going to take their over win total at five and a half, juiced minus 128. Um, I am pretty high on this team. I think they upgrade at quarterback going from Dracovic to Moorhead. I, like you look at Moorhead. Uh, he's got a better completion percentage with a better TD to interception ratio than Dracovic last year. He also won at NC State, had a nice game against Duke. Uh, I, I think that he will he'll be better. Dracovic is all like NFL talented hype. That like that's why people think this is such a downgrade. Running backs, um, they bring back everybody. Nobody was really good last year, but I, I don't think that really diminishes them at all because their offensive line was shit last year. And if your offensive line is shit, unless you got Derrick Henry back there, it's going to be an issue. Uh, receivers, they lose Zay Flowers, which is a really big loss, but they bring in Ryan O'Keefe from UCF, uh, one of their top, top receivers. I think that's going to help them tremendously. I, I don't think the receiving core will be fantastic, but it, it should be solid, especially for BC football. Like They're not known for their wide receivers outside of Zay. Offensive line, they had everybody injured last year. They had one returning starter who got injured in the uh, – was it the first season. game? Or, off or the season. Fourth? The whole yeah, game. off season. All season, yeah. Yep, out for the year. Now – they're bringing everybody back on the O-line and Mahogany, who was injured in the preseason, is back. He's an NFL prospect. I think this offensive line should be leaps and bounds better than it was last year. And I think that's the reason why this team was so terrible is they couldn't protect the quarterback, and I don't think their quarterback was any good. You look on their defense, it wasn't great, but um, – Defensive line should be solid. I like they, They've had a pretty solid defense under Halfley. That's what he's known for. Um, the defensive backs, like a, a lot of the defense ratings, I think when you look at it, is because their offense couldn't do shit last year. And every time they got – like a, a, every time they just gave it back to the other offense, it led BC's defense into worse position uh, – Positions. I I I I like some of the guys they've added on the defense. I I trust Halfley to have a good secondary. So I, I think this team is going to be a step up. And really, the main part is just the offensive line upgrade is massive. And quarterback, like two of the most important fo- positions in football. You look at the schedule, right? You've got Northern Illinois 
Illinois to open up, which is tricky, but you should win that game. Holy Cross, also tricky, but you should win that. And then Florida State at home. Realistically, you're two and one, but Florida State in a look ahead before Clemson, not a terrible spot to get them. At Louisville will be tough, but they won at Louisville last year. Yeah, they beat Louisville last year. If BC is going to be like a a ground and pound type of team, right, with a really good secondary, that that matches up pretty well with Jeff Brom's teams. Um, you get Virginia at home, right? That's a team. If you're BC and you're fighting for these wins, that's a team you want to get. So I'm looking at three wins in September. You go two Army, which is tough, but that's a team like. You're better than yeah. you're going to be favored in that game. Then you go off of bye to Georgia Tech. Also tough, but if you're going to go on the road and get a Georgia Tech team, like that line isn't going to be big and you have the bye before it. Then you get UConn at home, another game you should be favored at, at Syracuse. Um, I, I think, no, 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 not this game. Uh, thinking of Syracuse Pitt. But that that's tough. I think you're probably going to lose that game. But the, it's not like it's not like you're going at Clemson or right. at Florida State. You're going at Syracuse. Then you get Virginia Tech at home. I'm really down on Virginia Tech. I think you win that game at Pitt. I mean, Pitt drops a game every year to a bad team. And um, like, how much of BC is going to be out for revenge after Turkovic? And Signetti left him. And then you end with Miami coming up to frigid Boston November 24th when their season's over. Yeah. Like, you can get to six wins easily. I think I think seven wins. So I'm over. Yeah, I, I, I would. So I am not high on Boston College either. Well, I shouldn't say either. In You're yeah, high on I, them. I am. I am high. Like, I, I am. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm not high on them. I think the offensive line was dog shit last year, and I don't think they're going to be much better this year. And I don't know how close to 100% mahogany actually is going to be. I don't think Moorhead is an upgrade over Dracovic. I, I I think Zay Flowers was like everything to their offense. I think he's going to be almost impossible to replace, even with Ryan O'Keefe coming in from UCF. And like their defense, although it's quick, was like small, and like they could get beat up a little bit in the trenches. But beside the point, this schedule might be the softest schedule. Oh, it's so soft. <laughs> of any power conference team. Like, they avoid Clemson. Like, okay, you play Florida State, but, like, you play every other down team in the ACC. Like, if you were to power rank the ACC from 1 to 14, like, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Virginia, and Georgia Tech would be the bottom teams. And, like, they get all of them on their schedule, and they get Virginia and Virginia Tech at home. They get Miami, as you mentioned, in the best possible circumstance to ever get Miami. And and Florida State is a really good circumstance to get Florida State. Well, yes, but I think at that point, the, the challenge with that is, like, Florida State is, like, yes, it's a tough spot, but, like, Florida State is still... No, 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 I mean, I, I'm not saying, like, my the Miami circumstances are great, and Miami's not as good a team as Florida State. And, but, like, <laughs> like, you're... Like, that, that is a good... Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's a I mean, good. It's, saying like that is a good spot to get them. Like, yeah, right after LSU, right before Clemson. Clemson. Clear look ahead. Yeah, and your road games like at Syracuse and at Pitt, like those games can't at Louisville. Like those those games can't. Even though those teams are all better than Boston College on paper, like if you're BC, you can't be afraid of a road trip to Pitt and Syracuse. Like those are your old Big East rivals. Like it is what it is. You know, you get UConn at home. Like the non-con, like they really should go four and zero in the non-con. Like it's not a hard non-conference schedule. Northern Illinois, Holy Cross, at Army, home against UConn. Like I, I understand UConn went to a bowl game, and Army's always tricky, but like they're going to be favored in all four of their non-conference games. Like that, then you're just needing them to win two games in conference play, and like you get both the Virginia schools at home. Like the schedule, you are one hundred percent, one hundred percent right. Sets up for this to be a bowl team, even if they're not going to be. A good Even team. though, yeah, and I don't think they're going to be a good team. And you're higher on them than I am. Like, you think they got a shot to upset Florida State? Like, I just, I don't see that. But, like, the schedule sets up for them to to, to fluke their way into a December football game. Also, like, I, I kind of buy into this theory that if you're looking at win totals, like, the, <laughs> playing the over five and a halves 
is is yeah. not a bad spot because like then you're when you're playing for a bowl game and you're a five and a half team like it's each game means a lot more which kind of gives you a little bit of edge to get to that six yeah the only issue with that is like maybe it's it's less maybe it's less relevant um maybe what you, your theory is more relevant to schools like boston college and like schools like rutgers who like going to a bowl game matters yeah. you know yeah, no, that's like, what I mean. Like, yeah. not if you're if you're playing a down Florida like Miami. five five and a half. Like they for them six and six versus five and seven doesn't no no there's no difference. That's something I learned last year. Betting on Miami when they got the five wins and I just like kept kept hitting Miami like while they were they they did not care about the season at all and just kept I, I thought you know they're gonna rally they're gonna rally the truth they just kept showing up and getting getting you know curb stomped. Um, but I think you're right. If Boston College, and I could see BC, you could easily see Boston College having five wins through by the end of October. They could have six wins by the end of October, but like, let's say they have five wins at the end of October, then those Syracuse, Virginia Tech, like all those games mean a lot to them. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I kind of like, I don't like the team, but I like to play. There we go. So that, that, see, that's, that's a ring, that's a ringing endorsement. If Santif is looking at an over on Boston College, uh, that, that should tell you all you need to know. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at the schedule, it's like I don't want to say like how does this team not win six games, but like because like if if this team doesn't win six games, Halfley should be fired. Halfley should be fired. Yeah, that 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 is I I think that's like I've I've liked Halfley. I give him a pass for last year. I, I think like I I didn't like the bringing in Dracovic, but like last year like the issues with the offensive line, all of that stuff. Like I give him a pass, but if he doesn't win six this year, Turkovic out, offensive line healthy, then it's it's time to time to make a move. From Jerkovic's old team to Jerkovic's new team, my next play will be on the Pittsburgh Panthers, and I am taking Pitt over six and a half wins. Um, this is kind of a play on the program. Yes, what a transition right there, Santu. Well, Smooth. I told you. I, I texted you. I said I'm going to impress you. I'm ready to go today. I'm not. I'm not messing around. It's August, which means it's officially football season. The Mets are, have sold off anybody who who matters. Like it is. I am completely all in on on football. So anyway, Narduzzi. He has gotten to a bowl game in seven. Well, he's gotten bowl eligible in seven of his eight years. Um, I think that this is a really interesting spot to back Pitts over. Um, last year they were a preseason top twenty team. And I think you can kind of treat Pitt. I mean, this might be a theory I'm working on, but I think you can treat Pitt similar to how you would treat like an Iowa State type thing for like the program. And when every Iowa State might be a might be a bad example after their season last year. Well, but you you know you know the theory. I know what, I know what you mean. But, okay, so they, like maybe they in Iowa, maybe in Iowa might be a better a better example. Like that, that... Iowa State is. Yes, well, they well they were in every game last year. They just didn't. Yes, win. yes. No, I, um, I agree. Like when the market's high on them and everybody thinks that they've got a shot to be a, a playoff sleeper, that's when you fade them. And this year, when like people aren't talking about them, this might be the time to buy back. Um, Jerkovic, I know you don't think he's all that good. Um, I think he's good. I think he's an upgrade over Slovis. He reunites with his offensive coordinator Frank Signetti, where like they were terrific together in 2020 and 2021. That's when. Jerkovic was getting all the NFL hype. Then he had a terrible year with John McNulty as his offensive coordinator. And I know all about John McNulty, terrible offensive coordinator. So I like, that was a legit thing last year. Now he's back with Signetti, good offensive coordinator. Um, Pitt loses a ton. Like I'm not going to pretend like that's not a thing. They lose a, gun, a bunch of guys in the O-line. Like Ibanakanda's gone. He's in the NFL. Jared Wayne was their leading receiver last year at over a thousand six, yards. Six, six draft picks. Yeah. Um, they can just on offense, like they, like they lost, like their two most important skill players, obviously they lost their quarterback, but I think the pit, like they, they also return their starting tight end. They return two of their top three receivers. They bring in a transfer from Florida. Like they've had good running backs in the past. Like they just kind of churn out good running backs under, under, um, Narduzzi. Like that's just what happens. Um, so I like, there's no reason for me to believe that the offense isn't going to be good. Like, like, I think they're going to be. Upgrade a quarterback. It'll be a pit defense offense. Yeah, there'll be a pit offense, but I think there's a little more potential at the quarterback position than there was last year. 
Uh, I think Dracovic brings a different dimension than Slovis. He's a little more mobile, uh, a little sturdier. You know, Slovis dealt with injuries all year last year. And even though Dracovic has been banged up, I just, I don't know, I trust Pitt. And, like, they lose a bunch on the O-line. But, like, if you look at the depth chart, they're starting all seniors. Like, they just rinse and repeat. This is what they do. Um, defensively, they lose a ton of guys on defense, especially up front. But, like, it's another really experienced defense. Even though they lose their best players, like, some other guys are going to come in and pick up those sacks. And, like, I think under Narduzzi, the secondary has always been a strength. They might have the best quarterback in the conference in MJ Devonshire. Like, they've got a great little secondary, good quarterback room. Um, so I'm, I'm in on this pit roster. Like it's experienced. It's a program that has just been good under Narduzzi basically every year. And I have a hard time believing they don't find a way to win seven or eight games again. Um, and then if you look at their schedule, right, which is like, I mean, that's what we're doing here. We're looking at win totals, uh, like non-con they should beat Wofford. I mean, I know Pitt always has like a weird little slip up, but they should beat Wofford. Um, they're going to be favored against Cincinnati. Even though, like, that's not an easy game before the West Virginia game. I think that's a, I think that's a tricky game. It's Satterfield, tricky game. Satterfield knows them. Beat them last year. Like, I know Cincinnati's going to suck this year, and everybody's pretty down on them. But I, I do think that's that's a tricky game, especially with the look ahead before heading to West Virginia. I I agree. That is definitely a tricky game. But Pitt will be favored, yes. and Pitt will probably be favored at West Virginia as well. Home against North Carolina. I I have Pitt favored in that game. You know, at Virginia Tech, I've got Pitt favored there also. Home against Louisville, I've got Pitt favored. So I've got them favored in every single game leading up to Wake Forest and Notre Dame, which is a tough little back-to-back. Um, and, like, I don't I, – I think they could go 0-2 there. I mean, I think Notre Dame's really the only game on the schedule, though, that's a surefire loss. Like, I think Pitt could absolutely beat Florida State at home in November. Like, that's a really tricky game for Florida State. Um Syracuse and Boston College, I think they're better teams than both of them. Get them both at home. And then at Duke is going to be a little tricky at the end of the season. But I I, I don't I don't think Pitt is like – I just – I think Pitt is is going to find a way to win seven or eight games. And I don't know. They might drop a weird one. Like it might be the Cincinnati game early in the year that they drop. But I could also see them, for losing that game to Cincinnati, I could absolutely see them finding a way to beat Florida State on uh, November 4th. So um, it's a program by – I like Pitt over six and a half, and I think Dracovic has a big year um, for the Panthers. Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with a lot of what you said. I'm I'm low on Dracovic, so I uh, like I, I don't I think they downgrade, but I mean they definitely upgrade over when Slovis was injured, which was a large portion of last year. Uh, they lose a ton, and they like losing six draft picks last year. Pitt only lost two. And everybody was down on that team. They went nine. I, I thought that team was really good. If Slovis could have stayed healthy, they could have won the ACC again, in my opinion. So six and a half is a little low. And like you look at the juice, like the books are scary. Yeah. Um, what is the juice? Like minus 150 ish? 190. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, minus 192. Yeah. Um, I, like running back, I, I think Rodney Hamm. He went off against UCLA. That's not a concern. Offensive line, inexperienced, but uh, but it's not like it's, but yeah, but they got playing time because of injuries, and they're all and they're it, all veterans. It's like it's Pitt. They've been in the program for years, developing. They're not all seniors. A lot of them are juniors and seniors. Two seniors, yeah, two seniors, all upperclassmen. Yes, that's fair. Um, defensive line lose, but like Pitt, if there's any place you feel good about, it's defensive line and and the whole defense really. But I I do worry a little bit about quarterback play. Now Doozy's coaching, Signetti's coaching. Like they, they can, I don't think there's a surefire loss on the schedule. Like I I disagree in there. There's a surefire loss. This, the, Portion of the schedule for them is brutal. You have a back-to-back. It's a back-to-back away. And Notre Dame's off a bye, which I, I, I love to see that. But if there's one thing that Narduzzi hates, it's Notre Dame. And yeah. Dracovic hates Notre Dame. So, like, there's a chance they take off Wake Forest, the Wake Forest game, and just prep for Notre Dame. Is there any – I mean, that's. So I would say that's the only game on the schedule that Pitt is definitely going to be a double-digit dog. 
Yes. Yeah. But but in that three game stretch, they're definitely losing one game. Yeah. There's no way they go three and there. If they beat Notre Dame, they're going to lose to Florida State win, at home. If they win one game in that stretch, it's a win for for Pitt. Yeah, but I think they will. You do. Yeah. I do too. I think they win, they beat Florida State. Yeah, that will be that'll be an environment. But like the thing is, the schedule. There's a lot on here that worries me. Like at Cincinnati, I'm not sold out at West Virginia. I think they're going to lose that. Like first time back in the backyard brawl, that place is going to be a zoo. Uh, West Virginia is no good, but still, they almost beat them last year. Um, UNC at home, yeah, that's like they'll probably be favored, but they'll be tight. Like UNC still has Caleb May uh, at Virginia Tech. That's like that should be a win, right? And we're counting that as a win because I'm down on Virginia Tech, but. That's still a brutal environment to go into. Yeah. Especially early before like before they've completely given up because Virginia Tech's gonna suck this year. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't disagree with the program play and the the play in general, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get there with you. Where are you going for your final play? I think I know. Yeah. I saved the best for last. Uh, I'm going to the Wolfpack, NC State. Everybody was high on them last year. Now we're low on them. We are sitting at six and a half, minus 140, juice to the over. This team went eight and four and 20, nine and three and 21, eight and five and 22. They had one down year in 19. They lose a lot, right? They lose Leary. Um, they lose the um, line, Drake Thomas. They, they're losing everybody on this team, right? Everybody's down on them. But they only lost one player to the draft, Chandler Zavalva, the guard, in the fourth round. So, like, yeah, you're losing players, but for a developmental program like NC State, how much are you really losing? They 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 had terrible quarterback play. They had a terrible offense for much of last year, and they still were able to go eight and five, improve their quarterback play. Or I don't Leary versus Armstrong. I'm not going to get into that debate. I think they're both really good quarterbacks. But Tim Beck versus Robert Arnai is a clear offensive coordinator upgrade, in my opinion. And to reunite Anai with Brennan Armstrong, which is what got Brennan Armstrong to go off at Virginia two years ago is a, is a great, a great thing. Like I think this offensive line should be pretty solid. Um, and, and that's the, the lines is what NC state does. I guess that's the other team we should have mentioned before. Like NC state and Pitt are probably the only teams known for like banging in the uh, ACC. Uh their wide receiver depth is a little bit um it, it's not great, but they just got a six five transfer, Bradley Rosner from Rice. I think that's a really big get. Like Armstrong, when you watched him at UVA, he just chucks it up deep to the wide receivers and they grab it. And and they had big wide receivers at UVA, so it's good to get a big guy like Bradley here. Um defense. Peyton Wilson is back. He's one of their best linebackers. The di- defensive line, they always turn out good defensive lines. And um, they've got a really good uh, secondary again. Like, they've always had a like, top secondary. I trust their defense, and now I trust their offense a little more. It, it, six and a half, to me, it, it's pretty disrespectful. I think this team easily is over six and a half. I mean, look at the schedule. At UConn, tough. Right, UConn's not bad, but is that a lots. bet? Is that a bet week one? Just saying. I think it is. I think it is. I think I got to look into UConn, but I think it is. What's the line? Sixteen and a half. Sixteen and a half. <laughs> and like NC State's got Notre Dame next. Yeah, yeah, I think it is a bet, but still, you should be one and zero. Yeah, provided you sweep through that. Notre Dame is you're not going to be favored, but it's a winnable game, and it's 
Carter Finley's going to be rocking. Does Notre Dame? Who does Notre Dame have next after NC State? Um, after NC State, Ohio State, have, right? No, Ball oh. State. Oh, okay, okay. Or not Ball State, uh, Central Michigan. Okay. Um, then you go. You get VMI, so you're two and one, probably worst case scenario. Yep. Then you go at Virginia. Uh, that that's not easy, but that really should be a win. Like you're 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 way like. Yeah, but I, that's I don't a, count NC State down in those levels with um. Yes, but that's going to be a Georgia Tech, Boston College. Like, there's a different level of talent. No, I agree. I agree, but that's also going to be a really tough game. Yes, it is a tough game, and Armstrong returning home on a Friday night. Yeah, maybe. Um, then you go, you get Louisville at home. That's um, I, I you, should, you should win that game, but that, that that's going to be a toss up. That's a that's a very like they're probably favored. Yeah, Marshall at home. Uh, Marshall's tough at home, uh, but it's good to get him at home there. <laughs> Only for some teams. Yeah. Uh, then you get Duke on the road. That's tough, but like of an environment you want to go to the road at Duke. Yeah. Like you're not going to at Florida State at Clemson. At Virginia get, Tech. Yeah. You get Clemson at home. Then you get Miami at home. This is a tough little stretch here at Wake at Virginia Tech, but both those teams, you should be better than both of those teams. And then you get North Carolina at home. Like, I think the schedule sets up perfectly. I believe they have the – they travel less than any other team in the nation, which is massive. Like, they're yeah. going to be well-rested. The first – the large, the furthest they're going to go is at UConn to open the season. Yeah. Like, it, it, at, it's – At really... Virginia, at Virginia, at Duke, at Wake, at Virginia Tech is all in that little – Hot. Yeah, it's in the in the little fucking yeah. triangle. Not really the triangle, but like that little area down there. I know if you could, you could draw an oval around it. Yes. Um. So like six and a half, it seems easy to me. Uh. And I guess we'll we'll get to uh after this. I guess we we'll, we can hop right into uh the next part of this. Yeah. Podcast. I mean- I mean, Unless yeah. you've got anything to say I, about NC State? I have nothing. I, I, I think the, the one thing, and you brushed on it, but I think it's like it might deserve more of a brushing, more than just a brushing. Like, Brennan Armstrong was outstanding his one year with an eye as his offensive coordinator. And I think it's completely reasonable to expect that he has the same level of swagger, like the same ability, like everything kind of works out well for him also. Like, I think I think we may, like, as good as Devin Leary was, like, I think we might be on our way to seeing the best NC State offense that we've seen under Dave Doran. Um, and, like, we've seen some really talented NC State offenses, but, like, I think this could be a really, really explosive group. So Yeah. I mean, I think the offense is going to be really good. The defense, like, that's the the biggest worry is the, is, is the defense, which is good because Doran's consistently yeah. had a good defense. They've got talent on the defensive line, linebackers. They lose a lot defensive back like that. That, but they were the number four defensive back. Like, you've got to assume they've got guys coming up. Yeah. And um, yeah, the schedule we just talked about it. I think it sets up perfectly for an over. Um, and because of that, I am also going to take them to win the ACC. Uh, I what. Are the current odds because I took this a little while ago. It's twenty-two to one on FanDuel. Um, I don't know if there's anything better I can look for you. Um, let me see what I can find. So while you're looking, I'll just go into it. Like I've just mentioned everything about this team. I, I think the offense is going to be better. I trust the defense to not be as good as last year, but still hold serve. And they might even look better when their offense is moving the ball because for half of the season. Ben Finley was starting at quarterback. They couldn't move the ball. 22 to 1 is the best I can get you. What is it? 22. Okay. Um, what number yeah. do you have? Just out of curiosity. 23. Okay. So not not much, not much different. But um yeah, like 
uh, the, I think the defense will be solid again. The offense is going to be really good. The schedule sets up. And you look at, like, some of these tough games Notre Dame at home, you don't have to win that game. You don't have to win at UConn. You get the you get Clemson at home. Like if you can win that Clemson game, you you, you avoid Florida State. You get UNC at home. A lot of the teams are going to be vibing for to make the ACC championship. You play, and and I there is talent enough here that you don't necessarily have to hedge in the championship game, but you will have a great opportunity to hedge if it's Clemson or Florida State. So I'm taking a little sprinkle on that. I like it. Um, it's good odds. It's 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 a it's a post hype breakout, um, which I think is always fun, right? I mean, when the market was high on NC State, and they kind of things didn't go the way people expected, but they were still kind of under the radar good last year, um, and now we've got you've got them at twenty two to one. Nobody's really talking about them. I think it's a it's a really good look. Um, I don't have any futures in this conference. I believe Clemson is is the cream of the crop. I think Clemson wins the league. I like Clemson to play in the college football playoff. Like that's where my my head is in the ACC. Um, I think we can quickly run down through the list and teams that we haven't touched on and just kind of, uh, what do you think their 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 ceiling is and like what do you like what do you think their floor is um, for the teams that we haven't really touched on? So Louisville. Jeff Brown comes in. What do you think their ceiling is? What do you think their floor is, Kyle? Um, schedule sets up really nicely that it's yeah. hard to say. Like, this ceiling very well could be playing in the ACC championship game. Um, I, I don't think winning it is a possibility, but I do think they could play in it. The team, though, floor-wise, like – I could see I could see a, a six and six type of season. Like it's a it's a new it's a new system, a new scheme. Um there's a lot of hype around this team, so I think a lot of people will be taking them seriously. Uh, I, I don't really think there's too much further to fall behind that just because it's it it's been a solid team under Satterfield for a little bit. Like it's not a complete breakdown and I think Brom can coach pretty well. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm not overly high on Louisville though. I'm I'm I've never been a fan of Brom and I like that everybody's on him because I'm excited to fade him. Uh Miami. Miami was a complete train wreck last season, but like this is kind of what Crystal Ball does. He tears everything down to try to build it back up. Um but I'm not really all in on like a Miami resurgence. I think we might have to wait for next year that to happen their schedule is tough i don't think they're like i think they're going to be dogs in a handful of games this year and like i don't think they're really ready to take that jump um like obviously they had the talent to win and win a bunch but like i don't see it happening um what about you yeah uh i i agree this is like you could look at this team a little bit as similar to nc state uh like i mean they're similar in the odds too like a post type sleeper you're two of crystal ball. I think the floor is raises a lot this year. Like I, I don't, I don't think they go five and seven again. Uh, maybe, but like they'll be a better team. They return a ton. I think their offensive line is going to be really good. You're going to start to see a crystal ball team. Like if Van Dyke can play to like the the potential Van Dyke can play to, and it was really not. Crystal ball, but it was um Gaddis. Gaddis holding him back. Then this team could be really good. But I mean, you just look at Crystal Ball's record with quarterbacks, it, it's tough for me to believe that. Like uh, Justin Herbert. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I, I think I think they will be solid though. I think they're gonna be a tough out. Their offensive line, they bring in um who do they J- JV on um Cohen from Alabama. Two year starting left guard, like that's Crystal Ball's bread and butter. I think that will be good, and the defense will be a little bit better. I, I this is going to look like a Big Ten team in Miami. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't know. I'm I, I need to see it before I start to believe in it. Um, for Miami, 
Um, Duke returns a lot of talent. They were kind of the the surprise team last year. They were good, um, and they returned pretty much everybody. Um, but like, it doesn't seem like the odds are expecting them to like. It almost feels like they hit their ceiling last year, and like there's not much further to go. Do you agree with that, or do you think like Duke has another gear? I I mean, I think if they went eight and four again, it would be, and won a bowl game, it would be a very successful season for them. Uh, like. Uh, I think that's like I, I can't see them stepping above that, but I, I don't think they fall very far below that just because all the returning players, Elko's really good. Riley Leonard, yeah. one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. Definitely. Um schedule is kind of tough. You get Notre Dame, Clemson, NC State, <laughs> Florida State, UNC. Pittsburgh like that's all the top teams at the conference yep uh so at Louisville it it, it's if you go through the top odds to win the ACC I think they get everybody besides Miami yeah they get an easy non-con though (laughs) except Notre Dame yeah except Notre Dame and at UConn at UConn is not easy yeah no you're right at UConn is not easy anymore um no, you're right. It's a it's a tricky schedule for Duke. I, I do think they'll be a tough out. I think we'll, we'll learn a lot from them week one against Clemson. Like, are they going to yeah. be able to hang in there? Or, I um, think I think they might be better power rated, but a worse record. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, post Sam Hartman era for Wake Forest. Um, seems like the odds makers are kind of worried about it, but like Dave Clawson has always been good there. Um, I hesitate to like believe that Wake Forest isn't going to be like solid again. Um. Like I, I think they're going to score a lot of points. I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm in on Wake Forest, but I'm definitely not out on them. I, I agree. I think Mitch Griffiths like should be pretty good. It seems to me like it's a quarterback friendly system. Quarterback, yeah. It, it, they, they. I mean, that's why Sam Hartman has to go to Notre Dame to make the NFL. Yeah. Because the scouts are like, show us what you can do in a real system. And the uh, so, meshed. yeah. I think I think offense should be fine. Defense, they lose a lot, and defense has not been good since Elko and Lee were there. Yeah. So I think that's the worry. I think they'll be solid. Like they're not gonna just become a bottom feeder, but I don't think they're gonna be eight and five, eleven and three solid as they were in the past two years. Um, I agree. Uh Syracuse. Dino Babers, another year where he might be fighting for his life by trying to get to a bowl game. But, like, Garrett Schrader's back. It's another change in offense coordinator. There's a lot of turnover in the secondary. Like, I don't know. I think Syracuse kind of got off to a crazy hot start last year and it was a little fluky and then faded. I think Syracuse kind of takes another step back, and I I, I think this year is finally the the end of the Dino Babers um, era in in upstate New York. What do you think? Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. I mean, another step back. That was they took a step forward last year, but uh, I, like I, they have Schrader, they have Gadsden back. I I like their coordinator hires, but offensive gone. offensive line I think is going to be pretty bad, and defensive line is going to be pretty bad, and that is just the opposite of a recipe for success. Yeah, I'm with you. Um. All right, we talked about the Virginia schools a little bit, um, but I know you're very out on Virginia Tech. Why is that? Uh, Grant Wells as a quarterback, I, I, like that's like that's the number one reason. And just looking at their schedule last year, like there's games where BC and um, like Brent Key won games, or not Brent, Brent, yeah, Brent Cry, Brent Key, Brent Key, the Georgia Tech, yeah. Um, won games that probably like they just wasn't able to win yeah games like that and I like I think they had a way more talented roster. Like they 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 it, Virginia Tech, even though Fuente sucked, they were never devoid of talent. So that's the question to me in this offense. Like the fact they didn't bring anybody in to to start over Wells that's a that's a pretty big worry for me. Yeah, I think they'll be pretty good defensively, but um, I agree. I think there's a, there are definitely some concerns on offense. Um, and then Virginia, you think that they got a shot to to take a step forward this year? A lot of things went wrong for them last year. I don't know how big a step forward. I think their defensive 
line defense is pretty good and like took a massive step forward last year to when they were in 21. Um, like offensive lines should still be pretty shit, but maybe year two they're able to move around it a little bit better. And I think people like they were three and seven and had two very winnable games canceled on them. I think yeah. people like. They uh, they shouldn't they shouldn't be in their own class alone at the bottom of the ACC in my opinion they're still at the bottom but alone is is I think overstating yeah and they were good defensively all right that'll do it that's the ACC preview pod Colin you've got Florida State under nine and a half wins Boston College over five and a half wins NC State over six and a half wins I've got Clemson over nine and a half wins Georgia Tech under four and a half Pitt over six and a half and you've got NC State to win the conference at twenty two to one. That's the ACC Preview Podcast. Hook and Ladder, Justin Santu, Colin O'Donnell. Colin, peace out. See ya.